Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. Welcome to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Jeff McAfee filling in for Tom Brown. Today, we're talking about walking by the Spirit. If you uh, had a chance to tune in yesterday, we began our conversation talking about uh, who the Holy Spirit is and why His presence in your life is so important for a Christian. I want to introduce myself a little bit before we get too deep into our conversation here today. I'm uh, Jeff McAfee. I'm the pastor. I'm the lead pastor of Parkway Church here in Phoenix, Arizona. You can find us at parkwaychurch.com on the internet. Uh, We're over there in central Phoenix at 1751 East Maryland Avenue. Love to have you sometime. Come check out one of our services. We meet on Sunday mornings at 1030 a.m., and I'm a, I'm a good guy. I'm married to a, a wonderful woman, my wife and I, Kendra. We've been married, well, it'll be 21 years next month. And uh, I still can't believe how fortunate I am. She's a good woman. We've got three great kids, by the way. Uh, our, soul, our, our son, our oldest, his name is Ethan. He's 16. He is uh, working on his black belt in martial arts. Just started a brand new job recently. I'm super, super proud of him. And then we've got a couple of girls who are 11 and 7, who are Anna and Ella. Uh, There is nonstop dancing, singing, twirling, talking in our house. It never ends. (laughs) Praise God. And then finally, uh, everything is uh, capped off by our wonderful uh, man's best friend. We've got a great Dane running around our house whose name is Abby, and uh, she's a real sweetheart. But, uh, you know, I I know a thing or two about living the good life because God has blessed me so much. And and I love teaching the Word of God. This is what I do. In fact, Parkway Church is is really considered a Bible church because we place uh, a primary importance on the centrality of the Word of God in the lives of believers today. How many of you know that without the Word of God, we don't know what it's like to be a Christian? Amen. Word of God becomes central in all that we are and all that we do. Well, praise the Lord. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Pastor Jeff McAfee. I'm filling in for Tom Brown. And today we're talking about what it is to live a life walking by the Spirit. Yesterday, we spent a few moments focusing on who the Holy Spirit is. And this is really important stuff that you just cannot miss when you're a believer. We noted yesterday how the Holy Spirit is your nature changer, that once you've given your heart to Jesus Christ, it's the Holy Spirit who comes in, and he actually causes you to worship Jesus. Amen. You know, before you gave your heart to Jesus, there was nothing in you that wanted to worship Jesus. There was nothing in you that wanted to think about Jesus or talk about Jesus, really didn't even care about Jesus. But that moment that you gave your heart to him, the Lord Jesus gave you his Holy Spirit, and it's through the presence of the Holy Spirit that the Word of God shows us 
The Holy Spirit testifies about Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives glory to the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is also your truth revealer. We learned that yesterday. And the Holy Spirit is also a fruit producer. Today, stick with us. I'm going to give you some practical advice on exactly how you can be led by the Holy Spirit to walk by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. You're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Jeff McAfee filling in for Tom Brown today, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Jeff McAfee filling in for Tom Brown. Today we're talking about what it means to walk by the Spirit of God. So great to be with everybody here today. I want to remind you that you can interact with Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ on their app, their brand new app. Download it today at the App Store or on Google Play. Uh, there you will have uh, exclusive contests, which are available only on the app. You can interact with your favorite hosts in a whole new way. And uh, you can connect with many of the social channels and, and have fun ways to interact with them. I've downloaded the app. I use it. It's, it's fantastic. You definitely want to get that on your phone. You can listen to KPXQ anytime without even being by a radio. Praise God. You can pull it up, and whatever is being broadcast live at that moment, you can listen to right there on your phone. Galatians chapter 5. The Word of God says in, in verse 25 that if we live by the Spirit... Let us also walk by the Spirit. And this is what we're talking about here today, what it means to walk by the Spirit. And I want to begin by bringing to our attention here this afternoon that walking by the Spirit is in stark contrast to living by the flesh. Living by the flesh is what you did before you gave your heart to Jesus Christ, And walking by the Spirit is what you do after you have given your heart to Jesus Christ. And so one thing that many believers often miss is is this point that when you've given your heart to Jesus, you no longer walk by the ways of the world. Amen. And what's funny is that uh, sometimes... Uh, Christians uh, will will be a, a Christian. They they look really good on Sunday. Amen. You know what I'm talking about. They look good on Wednesday night if they show up for that midweek service. But uh, heaven forbid if you if you bump into one of them, uh, you know, on any other day. Praise. You know what I'm talking about. But I want to encourage you right now here in this moment, and I want you to receive this. That, that living the life of a Christian, although sometimes can have its challenges, the Holy Spirit makes it so easy for you to do. And this is what we want to talk about today. You know, you're a better person when you walk by the Spirit of God. Your family is better when you walk by the Spirit. Your church is better when you walk by the Spirit. 
So be encouraged right now in this moment and make Jesus Christ a priority in your life. Put Jesus Christ first and you'll always be able to walk by the Spirit. And so today I'm going to share with you a couple of real practical boots on the ground, rubber meets the road. This is real deal, pragmatical. This is how you do it, how you are led by the Holy Spirit, how to walk by the Spirit. Here's one of the first uh, truths I want to share with you today about how to walk by the Spirit. And did you know that the Holy Spirit leads you through the Word of God? You know, the Word of God in the hands of the Holy Spirit is, is a powerful instrument. It's a powerful weapon that the Holy Spirit uses in your life to confront you, to convict you, and to really encourage you every single day. And how many of you know that we need a little confronting every now and then? Amen. We need a little conviction every now and then. We certainly need some encouragement every now and then. The Word of God tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 that uh, it, when Paul is talking about the, uh, the full armor of God, do you remember what Paul says about the word of the, of the sword of the Spirit? It's the Word of God. We're told to take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So don't miss this. The Word of God in the hands of the Holy Spirit is a powerful weapon. It is a sword the Word of God is a sword. Did you hear that? A sword is an offensive weapon, by the way. It is used to, to cut. It's used to maim. It's used to destroy. It's used to kill. So consider the role of the Holy Spirit in your life, walking by the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, that when you read the Word of God, the Holy Spirit uses the Word of God like a sword in your life. The sword, the, the, the Holy Spirit is using that sword to cut away the strongholds of the devil in your life. And how many of you know that when you are free from the strongholds of the devil in your life, you're free to walk in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit? Praise God. You know, this is why the Word of God is included in the full armor of God. In the hands of the Holy Spirit, he cuts, he maims, he kills. The, all the strongholds of the devil are absolutely released, and you're free to walk by the Spirit of God. The question I have for you today, don't miss this, the question I have for you is, are you reading the Word of God so that the Holy Spirit can be using the Word of God as a sword in your life? Here's another passage that, that speaks to this. 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that all Scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful. It's useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness. Now, when the, whole, when, when, when the Word of God says that the Scripture is God-breathed, did you know that is, that's the only time that that word is used in Scripture? Paul actually made this word up. He had to create a new word to talk about the Scriptures. They're God-breathed. This is the same word that is used, breath, meaning uh, when Jesus breathed on his disciples, we read about in the book of John, and they received the Holy Spirit. It's the same word that is used in Acts chapter 1 when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost. 
You see, the Word of God is, is inspired by God. It is the actual breath of God, the Spirit of God. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. You see, the Holy Spirit leads you, and you walk by the Spirit when you're reading the Bible. Praise God. The Word of God is there to teach you. The Word of God is there to rebuke and correct you. Amen. The Word of God is there to to train you. Listen, if you're listening today... And, and you're thinking, man, I, I need to be a better Christian. Maybe, maybe even right now in this moment, the Holy Spirit is convicting you, even stirring you, uh, that uh, he's got more for you, so much more than what you're doing right now, that I want to encourage you, even now in this moment, to respond to what the Holy Spirit is doing and make a commitment even right now to be reading your Bible. And you know how easy God makes it for us. You know that just reading your Bible just a couple of minutes a day is all that God needs to do a powerful work in your life? Praise the Lord. So find that time. Get locked in. Oftentimes, you know what I do? Um, I start my days pretty early. And so I've got a little bit of time that I use at the beginning of every single day. And I get my cup of coffee and, and I get the Word of God. And, and I'm always locked in and into a, a particular story that I'm reading. Uh, and, and this is my time with the Lord before I even start my day. The Word of God, it's, it's, it is God-breathed. Listen to this. John 16, 8, Jesus here talking about the Holy Spirit says that when he comes, he's going to convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. The Holy Spirit comes to convict the world. And how does the Holy Spirit convict the world? How does the Holy Spirit convict you? Well, he uses the Word of God. Amen. This is why you've, you've got to be reading the Word of God. Read it faithfully. Amen. Hey, let me give you some great advice about reading the Word of God. For some of us, reading the Word of God can be a little challenging. So I, wanna, I just want to give you a little secret. I, I typically don't read chapter and verse. I, that's not how I read the Word of God. I read the stories that are in the Bible. Have you ever thought about that? I read the stories of Joseph. I read the stories of David. I read all the great stories in the New Testament about what was happening in the early church. And I read the story about uh, what was going on with the Israelite tribes and the stories of Abraham. And I'll tell you what, the Bible is, is, is not boring at all. There's, there, is, there, there is plenty of exciting stuff to read in the Bible. You're looking for a little uh, intrigue, a little murder, a little war, a little passion. It's all there in the Word of God. So be encouraged. Read the Word of God. Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I'm Jeff McAfee. I'm, I'm filling in for Tom Brown today, and we're talking about what it means to walk by the Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit leads you through the Word of God. So be encouraged. Here's, here's another way that the Holy Spirit leads you and how you can practically be led by the Holy Spirit in your life, and that is through prayer. Did you know that your prayer life is, is one of the tools that the Holy Spirit uses to lead you? Consider what the Word of God says in Romans chapter 8. The Word of God says that in the same way, in verse 28, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray, 
but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. You know, the Holy Spirit leads you through your prayer life. Sometimes you may not even know exactly how to pray. You may not even know exactly what to pray or, or what you ought to be praying for. But guess who does? Guess who knows what you ought to be praying for? The Holy Spirit knows these things because the Holy Spirit knows the mind and the will of God. You know what your job is? Your job in prayer is to show up. Many times we know exactly what we're praying for. We've got a heavy burden on our hearts. We're praying for a loved one. We've got a job or a project we're working on at work, and and we need some help. We need some wisdom. We need help with our finances or our health, for crying out loud. We we know how to pray sometimes when, when we're really up against it in the challenges. But sometimes we don't know what to pray. And this is, this is the beautiful part. I, I don't want you to miss this. So listen really carefully to this. God knows your heart. You do not have to put words to your prayers. And still, God knows what you need. Amen. I've got a lot more to say about this when we come back for the break. You're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Jeff McAfee filling in for Tom Brown today. Come back. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I'm Jeff McAfee filling in for Tom Brown. Today we're talking about what it means to walk by the Spirit. And I don't know about you, but um, this is an area in my life that, uh, you know, as a Christian, we kind of need to keep this front and center, don't we? You know, when we gave our heart to Jesus Christ, when you gave your heart to Jesus Christ, you know, it was such a, a beautiful moment, so filled with grace. When you told the Lord that uh, from that moment forward, your heart belonged to him, that no longer were you going to live your life according to the way that you were living it, that from that moment forward, even if you didn't really fully understand all that it meant to be a Christian, you knew that the power of God was working in your life. And that was it. Sweet salvation came in. And, uh, and now your heart belongs to Jesus Christ. So from that moment forward, we get to walk by the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is given to you the moment that you give your heart to Jesus Christ. And today we're talking about some real practical advice on what this looks like. And this is real pragmatic. This is boots on the ground, rubber hits the road. What does this actually look like in the life of a believer? How do we walk by the Spirit? A few moments ago, we 
we're talking about how how uh, the Bible, the Word of God, is used as a sword in your life to confront you, to convict you very lovingly, to encourage you. The Holy Spirit also uses your prayer life in how He leads you. So consider this, Romans eight twenty six. The Word of God says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Did you know that sometimes when life just gets the best of you, you're not exactly really sure how to pray or what to say? All you can really do is just kind of show up and say, God, here I am. That's all that the Holy Spirit needs. But listen to this, and don't miss this. You've got to do your part. You've got to show up. Even if you don't know what to say, you've got to do your part, show up in a posture of prayer, and the Holy Spirit, the Word of God says that the Holy Spirit intercedes for you. The next verse in Romans chapter 8, verse 27, the Word of God says that he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people according to the will of God. Boy, I hope you heard that. The Holy Spirit intercedes for you according to the will of God. Isn't this good news? I don't know about you, but you know something? The Holy Spirit has the mind of God. The Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. The Holy Spirit knows the perfect will of God. And therefore, as the Holy Spirit is interceding for you, guess whose prayers always, always, always get answered? You know, when the Holy Spirit is interceding for you, he's actually praying on your behalf. So you do your part. You show up. And even if you don't know what to say, if you're there in that moment, the Holy Spirit is going to be interceding on your behalf. And this is how you walk by the Spirit of God. Because God has a plan for you. And I know I know that sounds so cliche, and, and forgive the cliche, but it's the truth. When I preach, I like to talk about how God has an agenda on your life, and he's got a purpose for you. There's a blueprint for your life. God's doing something with you, something important. He's using you in a very powerful way. And I'll tell you, there is no better life than a life that is lived in the service of your God and in the service of your fellow brothers and sisters. And that life is made known to you when you pray, because the Holy Spirit prays how? In accordance with the will of God, with God's plans, with God's intentions for you, with his blueprint for your life. You show up and the Holy Spirit prays exactly how God wants for him to pray for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, listen, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you right here in this moment. You've got to pray. Maybe you're listening today and uh, you're feeling the sweet conviction of the Holy Spirit right now. That the Holy Spirit might be saying to you, even in this moment, man, you, you can be doing better. I've got so much for you, says the Lord. Oh, the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and to make your name great. These are the kinds of plans that God has for you. So I want you to receive this right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Get on your knees and pray. Do your part. Praise the Lord. And I'll tell you something. Here's a little secret for you. It's really easy to pray when you're reading the Word of God. 
because the word of God really illuminates you. And if you, and if you listen to what we talked about a few moments ago, you know it's true that the word of God teaches you. The word of God teaches you how to pray. Amen. Well, listen, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Pastor Jeff McAfee filling in for Tom Brown. Today we're talking about what it means to walk by the Spirit of God. Here's another secret to walking by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit leads you through fellowship with other believers. Did you know that when you are gathered together with other believers that the Holy Spirit is in your midst? The Word of God tells us this in Matthew chapter 18. It says, where two or three have gathered together in my name, I am there in their midst. How important is Christian fellowship in your life today? You know, it's more than just social. And I want you to think about this for just a second. You see, the social aspect of what takes place at church, this is, this is good. We can't deny this. It's good to build and nurture our spiritual familial bonds that we have with other folks. But you know something more important than that? The Bible says that when two or more are gathered in the name of Jesus Christ, then something very powerful happens in those moments. See, this is why the world is a better place when Jesus Christ is at the center. Amen? When you are worshiping at church... You're there in the midst of your fellow brothers and sisters. You're with them. You're worshiping together. The word says that Jesus is right there in your midst. You know, you're a better person when you come to church. You're a better person when you worship Jesus with your spiritual family. It opens you up to the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. And what is the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life? Well, the Holy Spirit comes to convict Amen. The Holy Spirit comes to confront. The Holy Spirit comes to encourage you. This is how the Holy Spirit leads you. But I'm not done. The Holy Spirit comes to create new life in you. The Holy Spirit comes to cleanse you and to comfort you. He carries you through the rough times that you might be going through. The Holy Spirit is also working in concert through the gifts of the Spirit through other believers in your life. Amen. Are you getting this? I hope you're getting this. Just by going to church on Sunday, you become a better person. The Holy Spirit will work because he's there. You know, I haven't always been a good Christian guy, and thank God I am a good Christian guy today. I can say, I'm not bragging when I say this, this is a testimony. But I haven't always looked and acted like a good Christian. My mother, bless her heart, she was real. Uh, she was a really smart woman, a, a great woman of God, a great woman of faith. And back in my younger years, when I was really struggling, and this was before I had given my heart to Jesus, she said one of the smartest things anyone has ever said to me in my entire life. And she caught me. She caught me on a moment where I was, I was really going through it. And uh, the Holy Spirit really gave her some discernment. You know what she said to me? She looked at me. We were sitting out in her backyard. And she said, uh, Jeff, did you know that you don't have to quit doing this? You don't have to quit doing that, talking about all the worldly things that I was doing. She looked at me and she said, can you just go to church on Sunday? 
And I thought about it for a moment. And I said, yeah, I guess I can do that. Boy, how smart was she. She, boy, she got me. She knew exactly what she was talking about. She knew that if I would just show up to church, that the power of God that was present there in those services would begin to get a hold of me, would begin to do a powerful work in my life. And you know, that's what happened. Praise God. Slowly and surely, the Lord began to work a very powerful work in my life. Years later, now, look at me now. You know, I'm not the greatest Christian in the world, but I'm preaching the word, of God, the word of God. I'm a pastor. Man, I'm loving what I'm doing. And by the way, I want to invite you to Parkway Church uh, next time you're in the area. We're at 1751 East Maryland Avenue, and you can find us at parkwaychurch.com. Our services are every Sunday morning at 1030, so I'd love to have you join us. The Word of God says in Hebrews chapter 10, that we are admonished to let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Amen. You see, when you go to church, when you're there worshiping in the fellowship of other believers, amen, those around you can encourage you. And guess what? By you being there, you can bring encouragement to other believers. When you start to worship Jesus, you take your eyes off of yourself and you're free to flow in the movement of the Holy Spirit in your life. How many of you know that uh, when you've got your eyes on yourself, you can literally quench the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life? And if you don't believe me, just ask Peter. You remember the story? When Jesus was walking on water and he called for Peter to come out to him, boy, Peter, we often beat him up because, uh, because he, he, he appeared to have failed in that moment. But before we're too rough on Peter, I want to remind us all of something very important. As Peter took that first step out of the boat, there were 11 other cowards still sitting in that boat. Amen. Peter was the only one who was brave enough to come out there. But what happened when he took his eyes off Jesus? Amen. He saw the wind and the waves. And when he took his eyes off Jesus, the power went away. Listen, I want to encourage you in this moment. The Holy Spirit can lead you through fellowshipping with other believers. This is how you walk by the Spirit. you got to go to church. Amen. Be there every time you possibly can. Be there on Sunday mornings to support your pastors and and all the small groups in which you're involved. Praise the Lord. You're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Jeff McAfee. I'm filling in for Tom Brown today, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Stay with us. Welcome back to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Jeff McAfee, filling in for Tom Brown today. And today we're talking about walking by the Spirit. 
And by the way, if you're enjoying today's show, you can listen to the show. You can listen to every show on KPXQ on their brand new app. And I encourage you to download that uh, as soon as you can. You can get it at the App Store or on Google Play. Anything that's being broadcast live on the air, you can listen to right from your phone. It's got excellent content. I've got the app. I really enjoy it. You need to make sure and get that downloaded today. Praise the God. Praise God. You know, we were talking right before the break about walking by the Spirit and and how the Holy Spirit leads you through fellowshipping with other believers. Now, we got to, for a point of clarification, we're not just talking about, um, you know, fellowship in terms of uh, hanging out and, you know, going to a, a movie. All right. I know that's good fellowship. But the Word of God says that where two or three are gathered, how? Together in the name of Jesus that he's there in their midst. So it's, it's, it's when we're worshiping together that the Holy Spirit can use the people around you and lead you in the way that you ought to go. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that really good to know that just by going to church this Sunday or maybe even tonight, maybe some of you are going to church tonight, that when you're there worshiping with your fellow Christian brothers and sisters, that the Holy Spirit is going to use those people in your life in that moment. That's so awesome. You know, I need you. I, I really need you in my life. I need the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, yesterday we were talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and, and how that is not for you. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is for others. I need that fruit in my life. I, I need you coming to church because on, I, I may show up some days where I'm a little discouraged and you may have a gift of encouragement. Amen. I need that in my life the same way that you need the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit from my life. Amen. This is how the Word of God tells us that fellowshipping with one another makes Christians better people. You're a better person when you go to church. And the people around you are better people when you go to church. That's why the writer of Hebrews tell us, uh, tells us to not neglect our meeting together as some people do. But instead, we ought to encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And that's Hebrews ten twenty five. Amen. So receive this from me. Uh, This is a word of encouragement. I'm challenging you right here in this moment. Amen. Go to church. Be there as often as you can. Don't come just for yourself. There are others there that need you to be there showing up. And here's one more bit of great advice. Uh, I've kind of, you know, my mother was so smart when she told me, can you just go to church? Amen. It was such great wisdom. I, I, I have reworked that today, and I often tell this to a lot of people that I meet when I'm out and about, and, and I know I'm talking to somebody who's not a believer. Here's a, here's a great thing that you can share with non-believers to get them to come to church. Are you ready for this? God makes it so easy. Here's what I tell them. I say, if you're a little uncomfortable coming to church, let me make this really easy. Come late, sit in the back, and leave early. This is what I now listen. I'm a pastor, and this is what I tell people because I want them there. Are you getting this? It is more important that they show up. And if this if if this will make it easier for them to get there, fine. I'll do it all day long, and I do. I tell people this a lot. You know, I have a dog, 
Abby, I referenced her earlier, and uh, a big Great Dane. She's such a sweetheart. Uh, Great Danes are, are so sweet and gentle. And I take her to a dog park close to my house pretty often. And I've gotten to know a lot of the people there at that dog park. And in fact, uh, they, all, well, they all know me as Pastor Jeff. <laughs> I have uh, one of the guys there in the morning uh, was so tickled. I was talking to him one day. And, uh, and I said, hey, where do you go to church? And uh, I knew he didn't. I just wanted to start the conversation. He said, oh, I've never been to church. I've never darkened uh, uh, the doorway of a church. Not once, not ever in my entire life have I ever been. I was really shocked. And I said, wow, what's going on? He said, well, you know, the church has, has really beat a lot of people up. And I said, I said something very powerful in response to that. I said, you know, the church has given a lot of people uh, very good reasons to, to not want to go to church. It has. There's no getting around that. I'll tell you something. That little simple comment changed that guy. And did you know, uh, a few weeks later, guess who showed up to a church service at my church? He was there. And after that, he became an evangelist for me right at that dog park. He would take me around, introduce me to everybody. He would say, this is Pastor Jeff. You got to meet Pastor Jeff. Hey, listen, this is good news. God makes it so easy, and I want you to be encouraged by this. And maybe there's someone in your life right now that you know is really struggling, and you know that they, you know they need to be at church. Make it as easy as you can for them. Praise the Lord. Here's the last, the last thing I want to share with us here in our, in our final moments here today. Uh, a great secret about walking by the Spirit. And that is the truth that the Holy Spirit leads you through your inner man. By the way, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Jeff McAfee filling in for Tom Brown today. And today we're talking about how to live a life walking by the Spirit of God. And here's, here's the last secret I want to share with you. And now listen really carefully. I don't want you to miss this. This is really important. The Holy Spirit leads you through your inner man. Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 20. Here's what the Bible says. Paul is closing out his comments, and he says, To him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church, and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I want to draw your attention to that phrase right in the middle. Paul is, is giving praise to Jesus Christ. And he said about Jesus that he's able to do far more abundantly beyond all that you could ever ask or think. How? Listen to this. According to the power that works within you. Here's the truth I don't want you to miss. The Holy Spirit is a power that works within you. You know, Kendra and I have been married 21 years, and, uh, and I, I knew that I was going to marry Kendra. You know how I knew? I just had an, I had an inner intuition. My inner man knew. There was something that was clicking. I knew that God was doing something, and I knew uh, long before I ever asked her, and thank God she said yes, I knew she was going to be my wife. This is the power of the Holy Spirit working within you. Listen to this. The presence of the Holy Spirit in your life is a force of power. This is the word that Paul used. 
The Holy Spirit is a power that is working within you. The Holy Spirit is not just resting within you. The Holy Spirit is not just hanging out, just chilling out, sipping on a latte, uh, resting while he's with you. The Holy Spirit is at work within you. The Holy Spirit is a power within you. You know, this is why we say that faith is dynamic. Amen. Faith is always working. You are always, because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, you are walking with God towards God, always growing because of the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. I've got a couple of things I want to mention here. Uh, it specifically shows us specifically how the Holy Spirit leads you through your inner man. Here's the first one. The Holy Spirit is at work changing your heart. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will give you a new heart, and I'm going to put a new spirit in you. I'm going to remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. When Paul is talking about the Holy Spirit being a power that works within you, this is one of the things that the Holy Spirit is doing. This is how you're led by the Holy Spirit, how you walk by the Spirit, because he's changing your heart. Makes me want to shout when I think about this. Think about what life was like before you gave your heart to Jesus Christ and how you used to enjoy doing certain things. And now as maybe a more mature believer, you don't even have those desires anymore. God has changed your heart. Here's, here's another thing the Holy Spirit do, is doing when he's working within you. He's changing your attitudes. Ephesians 4.23, the Word of God promises that the Holy Spirit makes new the attitude of your minds. Before you gave your heart to Jesus, you had certain attitudes. There were certain things that you believed. And when the Holy Spirit is working in your heart, He's a power that is changing you. He's changing your attitudes. Praise God. Here's something else the Holy Spirit is doing while he's working as a power within you. The Holy Spirit is changing your affections. You ever heard of that word, affections? It's a great theological term. And Jonathan Edwards says in his treatise on religious affections, he says that the greatest proof of salvation is the presence of religious affections. That is to say that your heart is changed and the passions and the things that you once enjoyed before you gave your heart to Jesus, all of those passions, all of those change when the Holy Spirit is a power that is working within you. Gone are the days when you had passions and, and interest in things that were only glorifying to yourself. When the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, he changes the passions of your heart. And he makes it so easy for you to want to follow after God. Amen. Praise the Lord. He makes it easy for you to want a life of holiness, a life that is good and pure. Here's another thing the Holy Spirit is doing when he's at work in your life. The Holy Spirit is cleansing you. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14, the Word of God tells us, How much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Isn't that good news? The Holy Spirit is a power that is working within you, and he is cleansing 
your mind. I've got so much more I want to say about that, but our time is drawing near. Come back in a couple of moments. I've got a few other things I want to share with us. Amen. You're listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I'm Jeff McAfee filling in for Tom Brown today, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Welcome back to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Jeff McAfee filling in for Tom Brown. Today we're talking about what it means to live a life where we're walking by the Spirit of God. This is really important for Christians today. We don't live a life according to the world anymore. When we gave our hearts to Jesus Christ, it's now time, now time to start walking by the Spirit of God. In our closing moments, I want to share with you two other very quick truths about how the Holy Spirit leads you through your inner man and how you walk by the Spirit through your inner man. The Word of God tells us in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, that the Holy Spirit is a power that is working within you. And He's at work. He's doing something. He's not just hanging out, sitting there, doing nothing. He's at work. He's at work cleansing you. In Hebrews chapter 9, the Word of God tells us that the Holy Spirit has offered Himself without blemish to God, and He's cleansing your conscience from the dead works. This is super important. Don't miss this. The Holy Spirit can take all, every, all the ill effects of that sin has had in your life, the shame, the guilt, the remorse, all that kind of stuff that the devil uses to keep you away from God, the Holy Spirit cleanses that out of your life. Hey, listen, be encouraged by this and don't quench the presence and the power and the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And finally, in these last few moments, I want to share with you that the Holy Spirit is at work renewing you. Titus 3.5 tells us he saved you, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is turning you into something brand spanking new. I really have enjoyed my time with you here the last couple of days. I want to encourage you, uh, uh, encourage you in your faith walk and be led by the Holy Spirit. Thanks again for listening to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. If you want to reach me, you can call me at Parkway Church at 602-265-7838, or you can visit our website at parkwaychurch.com. Be sure and tune in Monday through Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. for Koinonia. We'll see you next time. God bless you.